you ladies out there, you do a great job of recognizing what you're going through generally, and you you basically act on it. Guys, not so much. Uh, you know, uh, th- there's stories about suffering in silence, men and boys' mental health is still overlooked, not only in sports, but in general. And joining us to talk a little bit about that this afternoon is Gabrielle Notfail, who's a postdoctoral associate of masculine... Hey, Gabrielle, i got to ask you, this is a long title for you, but, man, it's impressive. Tell everybody where you're at at the University of Calgary. Yeah, I work at the Workman School of Education at the University of Calgary, and it is a bit of a mouthful. (laughs) But, yeah, I'm a postdoctoral associate of masculinity studies. Uh, So I work around things like men's mental health, um, and uh, particularly in education and sporting spaces. Am I wrong on this, stating that I think the ladies do a much better job of of recognizing things and talking about it where guys just don't seem to want to do that is that is that am i am i correct in doing that that's a big assumption yeah well i mean there's definitely an issue with uh the culture of, of of masculinity which you know typically kind of venerates certain characteristics like being tough being in control um being independent and those kinds of uh, characteristics which aren't necessarily inherently anything wrong with them in their own right but it, it can make it harder for men and boys to to speak out uh, and, and, and kind of seek the help that they need when they're struggling and we see that particularly in um, in sporting culture which is a lot of what, where, where a lot of my work takes place um, if you think about the, the, the culture of, of men's sport uh, there's you know, real veneration of being tough, being resilient, being in control, and, and even things like, you know, ignoring pain and playing through injuries. And and it's the same thing with a, if you if you ignore a physical injury, eventually that'll catch up with you and lead to bigger health issues. And if you ignore mental and emotional pain and injuries, eventually that'll lead to much more serious, serious problems. So I have a 17 year old, and when I think back to when he got hurt, maybe, you know, at six or seven or, you know, 10, it was always, hey, walk it off, walk it off. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, I'm embarrassed to say that I, I would do that. Uh, because all I'm doing is I'm I, I think I'm kind of reinforcing the fact that we got to shake it off, you know. Or the, the, here's the worst one: man up. That's as about mm-hmm. as bad as it gets. We've mm-hmm. got to really do a check and balance from the parental stage to make sure that we're recognizing that the boys, in particular, are telling you when they're actually hurt. Absolutely, yeah. Man up is is such a can be such a dangerous phrase to throw around if we're not thinking about what we what we mean when we say that and you're right that parents and uh, teachers and coaches have have a lot to, uh, of responsibility to make sure that they're not reinforcing uh, this certain ideas that in the long run can lead to really serious issues when when men and boys aren't able to ask for the help that they need uh, because in the past they've been you know shut down when they have expressed uh, their kind of emotional or mental uh, issues that they might be having. Well, I'm embarrassed I said it, and I did uh, numerous times, and I know that I'm not the only one that's done that, but right. I, but there was an interesting article in the Calgary Herald and Flames head coach uh, Ryan Huska was talking about mental health and saying that uh, People now aren't as afraid to voice it. Do you agree with that? Do you think we're getting there? Yeah, definitely. And and I think what uh, they're talking about in that article is it speaks to that there is a somewhat of a shift in the culture. We're seeing more athletes speaking openly about about mental health. We're seeing initiatives like the um, NHL Player Association's First Line program, mm-hmm. and and these are 
definitely important steps towards change, changing that culture, that, that kind of that culture of silence around uh, men and boys' emotional and, and mental health. You know, but that's not to say that that, that old school uh, kind of mentality has, is, is going to be easy to shift or quick to shift. Right. You know, that culture of silence is, is so embedded in, in men's sports and, and actually in lots of uh, kind of cultural spaces that men occupy. Um, you know, so I think it's important to see those kinds of initiatives and those moves as sort of first steps rather than final steps to, to shifting a culture uh, to, to one that kind of supports men, men's and boys' emotional and mental health. Well, the hockey culture is certainly undergoing a lot of uh, scrutiny these days. But Mm -hmm. uh, just staying with uh, younger players and uh, the way they're coming through things, I guess the key is to just to make sure that they express how they're feeling, you know, if they're hurting, that kind of thing. But it's even more important for we, the adults, to understand that uh, we can't just basically tell them to walk it off. We've got to, we've got to, we've got to take it more seriously than we are. I've got to assume that uh, that's easier said than done, too, right? Definitely, yeah. Because, like, I mean, I think fundamentally what we what we need to do is normalize talking about you know struggles, emotional and mental struggles. When you know everyone has things that are going to come up in their life that are going to are going to cause certain kind of mental anguish, and we need to normalize speaking about that. Um, you know, in, as men and boys in general, and sports has the potential to be a really important space where there is support, there is uh, kind of team teamwork and teammates that can offer mutual support and help each other. So. We can definitely use sport uh, and the positive possibilities of sport and tap into those cultures, those communities, those spaces to help help normalize talking about these these kinds of struggles and a big part of it's going to you know inevitably comes down to the education education for 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 boys and men but also for uh, you know parents for teachers and and in in the case of sport for for coaches uh, to to kind of be better prepared to engage with these issues of, of mental health and, and emotional health. And can we broaden the spectrum just a little bit here and talk about beyond sports? Because I think yeah. that sports is a great way to see where the problem is. But how many yeah. times have we heard, I'll use adults, guys that I know in their 40s, you know, prostate cancer is becoming more and more, uh, well, it's mm. becoming more treatable, but you've got to know that you've got the problem. More and more guys I'm starting to sense in their 40s are starting to recognize that, I, you know, my body's not quite right. I've got to recognize it. I got to get going. Uh, are you starting to notice that from any of the people you're talking to about the fact that maybe we are starting to get a better, we're doing a better job of reading our bodies a bit? Yeah, I mean, definitely there's been a shift. There, there is these shifts, these slow and gradual and, and overdue shifts towards being more uh, yeah, more, more um, vulnerable and open and, and speaking seeking the help that we need right uh, but again it, it goes back to what it, this, you know we're moving away from the sport but but it's the same issue that we have in sport where those old school mentalities are very difficult to dislodge particularly right. if it's you know it, they, they've been so embedded in the culture for so long and um you know for, for many men you just mentioned you know, middle-aged men maybe dealing with issues around their, their physical health if you spend decades kind of having this mentality reinforced that you you should be independent. You should be able to tough it out. You shouldn't need to ask for help. And that's difficult to dislodge uh, and shift, you know, when you need to in your in your mid forties or in your mid fifties. Yep. Are you uh, are you somewhat optimistic that we can start to break out of this shell or no? Oh, I definitely am. Yeah. I mean, the work that we've done with 
youth and adult men we've seen the real potential for men and boys to to kind of question these uh, kind of rules of masculinity right these rules of what it means to be a man or a boy and um, and, and as you say break out of those cycles um, of you know of, of not seeking the help that they need of not speaking openly and vulnerable so we've seen we've seen you know despite the fact that it is so embedded and, and you know I'm not going to pretend it's easy work but there's definitely clear evidence that that men and boys can can uh, challenge the, the the dictates of how they're expected to act as men and boys hey gabriel how can somebody reach you if they want to talk further or maybe even see some statistics or maybe some studies that are being done on this is there any way of reaching out yeah absolutely yeah i mean you can find me on the university of calgary um like web web page the okay. Workland school of education uh and you can find me on twitter uh, which uh, or X, as is now known, yes. as uh, Dr. Not Fail. Gotcha. That was a bit of a mouthful, but <laughs> you'll find me hopefully more easily on the uh, on the Workland page. Gabrielle, thanks for your time today. No problem. Thanks so much. All right, thanks there you go. Time. Gabrielle, Not Fail. I'm going to try to get through it. Postdoctoral Associate of Masculinities in Educational Studies at the University of Calgary. There we go. Yeah, it's one of those things. If there's a problem, you're hurt, speak up. Don't just hide. Don't do what I've told the youngster once or twice to do it, and that's man up. Awful. Bad on me, bad on you if you're doing that too. You got to talk it out. That's what you got to do.